0: So a way
1: Politics Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reid. You
2: know, to just be grossly generalistic, you, you could, could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of
0: deplorables.
2: (laughs) Right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. There wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. Sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a Formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And
3: how do you do that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader is Donald Trump. Even you have said that you expect him to be the Republican nominee. How does this change at all?
2: At this point, I think, sadly, he will still likely be the nominee, and we have to defeat him.
4: This is your president, and at his best, if you will. Watch.
5: My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our election, to defend our democracy. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic.
6: And welcome back to Flyover Politics Podcast. It is the 8th of October, year of our Lord, 2023, or, as in our house, the day before the birth of your host, it's birthday week. That's right, birthday week used to be a thing, it's just a joke. So uh, that's a great intro. Uh, I put that in there. We're going to, of course, cover Hamas, the border, things like that today, but it's just a, it's perfect it's just per- that is acceptable that is okay in our media they, they they have no problem with it i mean the hill um their story is just basically uh, hillary says mega cult members need deprogramming and in no place does it ever 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 Say well, maybe that's divisive. Maybe that's wrong. And at the same time, um, some liberal tweeter put this up, American conservatives and mental illness that needs to be eradicated through re-education camps. This was before she even said it. Because they, they are the fascists. They, they, they believe this shit. They 100% believe this is the way it should be. They don't think you or I should have a voice. And right after she says this shit, October 6th, she goes on, we funded it PBS. Fetz is his name, Hillary, both endorsed Biden's bashing Omega GOP as semi-fascist. Oh, the irony.
7: Final question, because I know your, your time is short.
6: In preparing to speak with
7: you, I spoke to some of your supporters, even some people who worked in your campaign. And the question they asked me to ask you is, is she okay? <laughs> and I think what they meant was, is she at peace? Does she feel fulfilled after the, I would imagine, the trauma Yeah, it was of, pretty of traumatic. Yeah, yeah.
8: So how, how are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm doing great. And I appreciate uh, that uh, question, because I get asked it all the time. <laughs> Uh, and, and I always say, you know, personally, I'm great. I'm worried about our country and the world. And it always reminds me of what my dear friend and uh, the first woman, Secretary of State, used to say when she would speak about all the problems we have. And she you know, she wrote a book called Fascism, which was a warning to the United States. I'm talking about Madeleine Albright. And um, she fled the Nazis with her family. Then she fled the communists. She kind of knows what she's talking about.
6: Then they're doing this again. We're all about taking guns. It's going to come in heavy once we hit the um, Hamas section because it's just the irony. I mean, they're not the fascist; We're the fascist. They're so fascist that a guy went on TV on MSDNC and he both side that you're supposed to do and the left lost it.
9: Absolutely. Uh- First, your thoughts on Kevin McCarthy invoking Abraham Lincoln Well,
10: having written this book about Lincoln's efforts to build political coalitions and build a majority, I can't help but note that McCarthy lost his, and there are a couple of factors there. It's been noted that just a few lawmakers were able to overturn McCarthy, but part of that has to do with the kind of politics they've practiced over the past several years. You could argue that had Republicans stood for something different over the past couple of years, they would have a big majority now. And Matt Gates would have much less influence. Instead, McCarthy is where he is. And by the way, Matt Gates also does not have a majority. And when you say, when Lincoln said, "A house divided against itself cannot stand," what he meant was sooner or later one side or the other has to win. And we do not know who is going to win the struggle for control of the Republican Party in the House.
9: Absolutely. And I think you know you make the good point in the book that Lincoln was um, someone ready to have difficult conversations and yeah. ready to have sort of polite disagreements with one another. Now I. Would suggest to you that the chasm separating the parties is such that it's hard to imagine sort of um camaraderie in the same way and yet when you look at the way in which democrats with very little apology secured kevin mccarthy's fate as an ousted speaker one wonders if McCarthy had played that hand with Democrats a little bit differently, if he had not for ha- per chance gone on the Sunday shows and said that the potential government shutdown was all their fault, if he had made more of an overture towards Democrats, could his speakership have been saved?
10: I think Democrats probably did not act on personal considerations, but on their calculation of their interests, just as McCarthy was acting, as he thought, on his interests. and. There may well have been a different politics where Democrats would have seen it to be in their interest to prop up McCarthy, but they had so many substantive differences, it seems clear to me yeah. that they wanted Republicans to have to sort out their house
6: themselves.
9: Even though the, uh, net result may be a more radical far-right speaker.
6: Which brings us into a little crime section that, uh... I... This guy, right here, Because I'm going to play a video. And what the media decided to do is... Because he's an ex... It's not going to let me. He's an Antifa guy. They didn't say that, of course. Because... Why would they? His murderer was also Boom. And NBC went as too far and this is the activist New York. I guess I didn't set it up. They they blurred his face.
3: This is footage of the man police say they were looking for. He has not yet been identified, but we are blurring his face at the moment while charges are pending. Uh, we watched again as all of this went down. More than a dozen officers were around when it happened before entering a home here on Lafayette Avenue now.
6: So this activist guy had a penchant also to cheer when conservatives died. Doesn't mean he should have died, but there are so many different ones here that, uh, he was happy when the planes closed, got done. Um, he was happy when people got stomped to death, he just, uh, he wasn't a good guy, is what I'm trying to say. Um, there are hundreds of his filthy, filthy ones that, you know, um, Even got this shit. Um, The far right gloating over the murder of a progressive young man on his way home from a wedding is among the most morally abdominal things I've ever seen on this website. It should perhaps go without saying, but the point they think they're making is idiotic. No set of criminal justice policies could ever fully eliminate random homicides. A person is more likely to be murdered in West Virginia than New York City. Lie, lie, lie. And that same person... When he, all right, and I don't know if I got it, no. Um, When Rush Limbaugh died, he posted this because why not? They're, They're such fucking hypocrites. It, it hurts my soul. Yeah, it's all good. It's all okay. So um, I wanted to get that in before we went down the rabbit hole because we're about to go down the rabbit hole. Last thing, university cancels Christianity influence on civilization because why not? Can't have that. That's, that's utterly bad. And uh, yeah. So before we go into Hamas... You must realize that we gave $6 billion to Iran. Iran's the biggest sponsor of Hamas and, and um, terrorism in the world. And promptly, they went out and decided to attack Israel unlike they've ever done before. So I'm going to play the media bites up front. And you will see it's strong that Israel just needs to take the killings and shut the fuck up.
3: The international community yes. and people certainly understand that, and we are obviously giving the narrative from your perspective right now. So, what I want to know from you is, you explain it, but Hamas is not on your side. It's not on the Palesti- Palestinian Authority side. You're in the West Bank, and they are also uh, threatening you. And I want no, to know... No, you- I'm not.
11: Uh- okay. I don't agree with that. I don't think Hamas is threatening us. What threatens us are the Israeli settlers. Okay. What threatens us are the Israeli occupation. What threatens us is the fact that Israel never learns from its mistakes and from its history. And uh, the same, in in my opinion, uh, as the American administration, which fails to see things in an equal manner. Uh, The fact that uh, we are looked at as if we are all terrorists, I mean, look, it's not just Hamas that is described as terrorists. The American Congress considers the PLO, including Mr. Abbas, as terrorists as well. So the issue here is, are we Palestinians equal human beings or not? Are we allowed to resist occupation as international law says or not? Are we entitled to peace and security as well or not? If Israel has the right to defend itself, do Palestinians also have the right to defend themselves or not? That is the question. And at this very moment, since the beginning of this day, Israel has already killed 220 Palestinians in Gaza, including civilians, and injured 1,800 people. I care about the life of everybody, whether it's Palestinian or Israeli or anybody else. I don't want anybody to die. But I also say... We should be treated as equal human beings, and that means we are entitled to freedom. That means we are entitled to ending occupation. The main cause of what is going on is the continuous occupation, is the fact that the world has been... That
12: has been such a, a terrible situation, which has really seized the attention of the president, President Biden, here and that's one of the things that he was talking to netanyahu about at the un just a couple of weeks ago that any normalization with saudi arabia has to take care of the palestinians there was some concern in some circles that in fact the saudis were so eager for the economic benefits that this normalization would bring to their country to israel you know that they have uh, frequent contacts behind the scenes that are not acknowledged by either country, but yeah. full diplomatic relationship would be very, very different. And there's some concern that this Saudi leader is not nearly as committed to the Palestinian cause and to protecting the Palestinians in any future association as some of his predecessors, like King Abdullah, which who made it, you know, during the you know the 1990s and the early 2000s, a, a cardinal rule that the Palestinians had to be a part of any solution. Uh, Palestinians, as you know, have not had strong leadership. There have been no negotiations since 2014, uh, uh, real negotiations between the Palestinians and the Israelis. The security relationship has not been good, and there has been uh, the most aggressive encroachment into the West Bank by this far-right coalition government of any that we've seen. That was of grave concern to President Biden. That and the so-called judicial reform, which is anything but reform according to probably 50% of Israelis, including many in the military and many in the intelligence communities, uh, this mobilization that has been going on for a year and that is reaching critical points, uh, not completely observed by the outside world, frankly. Uh, That has been a great concern to the White House. So for that reason, Netanyahu did not, has still not gotten a meeting in Washington, which he very much wanted. He wanted an Oval Office meeting when he came here for the UN before that, in fact. And
9: we know this is all unfolding right now. It's obviously an active situation. But talk to us about the hostages. What are we talking about in terms of how many people and the plan to get them back?
13: Laura it is not clear right now how many Israelis have been taken hostage by Hamas but there is no more sensitive piece of information in Israel right now than how many Israelis are inside of the Gaza Strip the Israeli government the Israeli people the state of Israel puts an enormous value on getting its people back whether they are alive or whether they are dead and if there are live Israelis, soldiers, but especially if there are civilians inside of Gaza right now, there is almost no length that the Israeli government will not go to to get them back. And it may be that this Israeli government, this extreme right Israeli government under the leadership of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu feels it has no choice but to launch a major ground offensive inside of Gaza to rescue these Israeli hostages. And if it comes to that, if there is major fighting inside of those densely populated urban centers in gaza city in khan Yunis. then what is already a high death toll likely to rise higher still the official death toll inside of israel according to the israeli emergency services is at 22 but i can tell you guys everyone here based on these harrowing videos we are seeing on social media expects that that death toll is going to rise further
7: okay. the israeli- Right now, Israel has been in upheaval uh, for a year now about these so-called judicial reforms at the beginning yeah. of the year. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu became uh, prime minister again. Um, yeah. Israel's, Israelis have been taken to the streets by the hundreds of thousands protesting this wildly unpopular government. This is the kind of thing that unites a country. Uh, when, when you send 2200 rockets overnight into Israel, does the, do the internal protests in Israel fall away as Israelis, uh, rally around Benjamin Netanyahu, who will clearly come down on, on, uh, on Hamas in Gaza with an iron fist?
14: Yeah, and I was just in Israel covering those protests against that judicial effort by Netanyahu. And, you know, there's a lot of anger in Israel, particularly in Tel Aviv, against Benjamin Netanyahu. This is a deeply divided country. Benjamin Netanyahu's efforts to try to railroad through his judicial, well, he calls it reforms. You know, that was very, very contentious there, very controversial. I couldn't think of a better gift for Benjamin Netanyahu right now than this kind of incursion he can now position himself as he has repeatedly throughout his very long tenure running israel he can now say i am the sole protector of this nation if you go against me look at what you're up against and that is what we're seeing right now he will undoubtedly once the smoke clears and we don't know when that's going to be i mean this is a, this looks like a very hot conflict and one that we haven't seen in a very long time as you mentioned fifty years since that Yom kippur war we're going to be seeing Benjamin Netanyahu, this very contentious leader of Israel, a divided country. He's going to come out. I, I'm uh, very sure he's going to come out and say that I am the sole protector of this country. Look at the threat that we're facing, not just from the Palestinians, but from our neighbors. If Uh, If uh, the Arab neighbors of Israel actually participate and, and join the calls by Hamas to participate in this fight against Israel, he will be able to say that he is the sole protector. And this is a very, very big gift for Benjamin Netanyahu.
7: This is the point that you were making, Eamon, that, that for Benjamin Netanyahu, who, who argues that he's the guy who can keep
8: Israel safe from the Palestinians. Uh, now he's got his opportunity to draw Israelis into this kind of urban warfare setting. The question is really going to be for the Israeli establishment, once they do get their hands uh, on this situation, understand just the magnitude of what has happened is going to be, how do they respond? And there is a political calculation. As I mentioned, um, the Prime Minister of Israel, the most right-wing in its uh, history, the most far-right extremist, Jewish nationalist, Jewish supremacist government that has existed in Israel, has been over the past... By, by law, you're not characterizing uh, that way. That's actually what they've written uh, into that. That is mind. just yeah. like factually, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, the rhetoric that has come out from Israeli politicians towards the Palestinians in the West Bank over the past several months has been vile, has been disgusting. It's not necessarily new, but it has become more prominent. And it has put Americans a difficult situation where at times American officials would be forced to comment on, well, what, did, what do you think of this Israeli politician's comments or this Israeli minister's comments, whether it was like the interior minister or security minister or whatever. And the Americans would say, well, look, we, we deal with Netanyahu. Okay. So we know that they're in his government, but he is the official person that we deal with. And what he says is what we're going to go with. Now that the, the caucus is going to change because he is going to he himself is already far-right, but now in his government, yes. he has even more extreme far-right uh, ministers who are going to demand um, a price. And that price is going to be the calculus on which everything else changes. Because if Israel decides to invade the Gaza Strip, the, the mobilization, if you will, of that country in order to reclaim the territory... Without a strategic objective, which is, what are you going to do? Are you going to reoccupy the Gaza Strip, repopulate it with uh, settlements? Are you going in there to try and kill every Hamas leader? Um, They've been doing that for years, and that hasn't changed. And they're they're able to actually effectively do that. They've assassinated the most senior uh, leaders of Hamas's political wing, its military wings, low-level people, people who uh, acquire this technology. Israel has carried out uh, assassinations in neighboring countries against um, financiers. Uh, experts who have tried to acquire drone technology for militants, they've been able to do all of that. But at the end of the day, it hasn't prevented this attack from happening. So whether or not you're going to see a robust debate about whether or not this should be a pivotal moment or a new change in the dynamic is going to be very hard. Because what's going to happen for sure, and I'll make this the final point, is there is no doubt that Israelis all across the political divide are going to unite behind their country that has been attacked. Sure. And and you're every country does that. Every country does that. And and you're going to see the opposite with the Palestinians, which is you're going to see Palestinians who may have disliked Hamas in the West Bank and Palestinians who have said that, you know, militancy is not the way to go. These types of attacks are not strategically objective. They are also going to unite behind Hamas. And as you said earlier, all of the positions of the region are going to be hardened by the events of not only what happens today. What Today will not end better than it started. That's a that's yeah. a, for sure.
7: Let's go to Raf Sanchez, NBC foreign correspondent. He joins us now from Steroa, Israel.
15: What is their response going to be? The prime minister has declared war. Declared war on Hamas. When you declare a war, you aim for victory. But I ask myself the basic question: Exactly what do the Israelis hope to achieve? Reoccupation of the Gaza Strip? A major ground incursion to destroy Hamas's military leadership, Mohammed Dave Who's already been a, a legitimate target of, of, of the Israelis has been very vocal. The Israelis may want to eliminate Hamas's leadership, but where does this go, Wolf? That's the real problem. Where's the strategy to ensure that this is not a, a brutal and horrific uh, rinse, wash and repeat cycle? Because that's what it's proven to be over the last several decades when it comes to Israel's relations with Gaza uh, and Hamas, uh, Hamas in particular. And you have a very risk Averse Israeli Prime Minister under tremendous pressure from so many fronts now. His trial, the judicial overhaul, inherently risk-averse, but he may well be risk-ready. He may have no choice but to respond with, gro- with ground forces.
5: And we'll see if that escalates. I suspect it will. Uh, what, do you, what do you think we will hear from President Biden after his phone conversation with Prime Minister Netanyahu? Reassurance.
15: Reassurance. 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 There may be a more a more tepid call for restraint. Seems to me politically, uh, and given the president's uh, preternatural, profound support, emotional, uh, politicals buried in his deep NA for Israel, not for Benjamin Netanyahu, certainly not for the Netanyahu government, Netanyahu government but for Israel for sure. <laughs>
6: Pretty much surmised with this. When I started looking for videos to see, because I I have videos I want to play, they're horrible. But I'm going to play them because the media's not going to play them. This is how they surmised it. Appears. It's all appears. You will see the video of this AP's article. um, Hamas surprise attack on Gaza stuns Israel and leaves hundreds dead and fighting. Retaliation. As of last night, we just started retaliation. They're lying and saying 250. There's 600. Israeli media sites. Rescue service officials said at least 250 people killed and 1,500 wounded in Saaris attack, making the deadliest Israeli, deadliest in Israel in decades. At least 232 people in Gaza strips were killed and 1,700 wounded in Israeli strikes. The Palestinian Ministry said it's a lie. 600 dead, untold wounded, and this wasn't an attack. They Israel's going after military, they're doing this. This is a teenage girl getting kidnapped. This came. The Office of Palestinian Affairs, U.S., we unequivocally condemn the attacks on Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has occurred. We urge all sides to refrain violence, retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence serve nothing. Israel, take it. And then when people brought out the fact, this is Rasmussen, not a single cent from these funds has been spent, and these funds have absolutely nothing to do with the horrific attacks yesterday. Money isn't fungible if the Biden White House deems it not to be. This is an actual. NSC spokesman. These funds have absolutely nothing to do with these. I am just shocked that you would bring up that we gave $6 billion to the number one funder of terrorism in the world. Iran. It's disinformation. That was her thing. Disinformation right there. That's their thing. Whenever they're caught being fucked up, it's disinformation. And and this was all over the internet. Um, make sure I have the right version of it. Uh, this is from 2020. I found one from 2021. I found one from 2022. This this is Iran. The, the, they hate us, but he's obsessed. Him and Ba Obama, for whatever reason, they're just obsessed with these guys. Um Today I spoke with Israeli Prime Minister. This is Ayana Presley, which I don't know where I got th- I got this one. These devastating attacks on Israelis are deeply alarming, and my heart breaks for the victims and loved one. We need immediate ceasefire. You can't kill them. I'm on the other team. Biden. Today, I spoke with Israeli Prime Minister about the appalling Hamas terrorist attacks. I offered our support and reiterated my unwavering commitment for Israel's security and expressed our condolences. Babylon B White House issues condemnation of attacks Biden funded. It's just the facts. 3,000 rockets. 20-plus communities in southern Israel invaded by Hamas terrorist operatives. Terrorist rampages are broken into homes, massacring civilians. Israel's civilians and soldiers have been abducted within Israel and taken. 200-plus casualties. Two, 1,000 injured. That was as of uh, the 7th at 3 p.m. my time. So yeah, we've, we've gone... Uh, these are the things. In a war, there are no winners. In a war against Israel, there are no survivors. Media coverage. A female Israeli settler, along with their children, have been captured and brought to the Gaza Strip by Palestinian freedom fighters. The, one of the videos I'm about to play is Video Appears. NBC. Appears. Kurt Schilster is going to do one. You're going to see an intersection. Here's why we own assault rifles. It's horrible. Qatar. Israel's bad. Ryan Knight. I don't know who this fuckhead is. Uh, Left-wing activist. Israel has spent the last 75 years committing apartheid and genocide against Palestinian people, so no, this was not an unprovoked attack. This was an act of resistance against a brutal occupying force. From a river to the sea, another one. Uncritical support to Palestinian resistance on settler colonial occupation of Israel. I wish all the best to all armed Palestinian forces, that they successful on their mission of getting their cashers home back from the settlers. This, I keep seeing officials giving statements about the unprovoked attack. Another lefty. As if Palestine's people are some abstract thought. Another lefty. When you stand up against genocide and someone paints you a terrorist. Another lefty. Anyone stating this attack was unprovoked is simply trying to rewrite history. Tam Khan. War. This isn't war. Never has been. It's genocide. The actions of today are a result of 75 years of Israeli occupation. Bunch of Zionist scumbags out there being used off repeated unprovoked bullshit. Palestinians have legal right to armed struggle. It's time for Israel to accept that as an occupied people, Palestine has a right to resist. Mm, only Palestine control areas are free of Jews, whereas Arabs live in Israel with representation to Knesset. Stop spreading lies. Ryan Knight, murdered old ladies, a legitimate farmer, political expression. It doesn't fucking matter. These people just don't get it. They'll never fucking get it. MSNBC, you heard this one. I'm attack. I couldn't think of a better gift for Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, he wants people to die. So as your media literally... This is very long. See them, they did airborne drops. It's it's fucking horrific. So viewers beware. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
16: امشي امشي محدش شافك عندك ازازة
0: ادي ادي جوزها بره بره ولا ولا ولا
3: THIS PICTURE FROM THE ASSOCIATED PRESS TELLS EVERYTHING. Uh, THIS IS AN ELDERLY ISRAELI WOMAN THAT HAS BEEN KIDNAPPED BY THE GAZAN HAMAS GUNMAN THAT WENT INTO ISRAEL. Uh, THEY SLAUGHTERED ABOUT 300 Israelis, uh, AND THEN THEY BROUGHT BACK A NUMBER OF HOSTAGES, INCLUDING THE WOMAN YOU SEE RIGHT THERE. Uh, THEY WILL BE HELD IN UNTHINKABLE CONDITIONS INSIDE GAZA. WE'VE SEEN BEATINGS OF ISRAELI PRISONERS BY HAMAS. Uh, AND OTHER uh, ACTS OF BARBARIANISM THAT ARE TOO DIFFICULT uh, TO EITHER DESCRIBE OR SHOW ON TELEVISION uh, OVER THE PAST 24 HOURS. Uh, BUT IF YOU'D LIKE TO KNOW WHAT ISRAEL IS FIGHTING AGAINST, IT IS AGAINST A GROUP OF PEOPLE WHO WILL KIDNAP ELDERLY WOMEN AND THEN BRING THEM BACK AND USE THEM AS HUMAN SHIELDS IN WHAT WILL BE THE UPCOMING ISRAELI COUNTEROFFENSIVE. THAT'S ONE PIECE OF VIDEO THAT TELLS A LOT OF THE STORY of today. Now we will show you the rubble. Uh, This is from the 3,000 rockets that were fired by Hamas this morning. Uh, And this took Israel by complete surprise, 50 years, almost to the day, day plus one of the 1973 Yom Kippur War. And the 3,000 rockets that were fired by Hamas and Islamic Jihad overwhelmed Israel's Iron Dome defense system, which led to a lot of the casualties. We're hearing reports right now here. Uh, FROM THE ISRAELI DEFENSE FORCES THAT NOW uh, HAMAS HAS BEGUN TO HIT uh, HOSPITALS INSIDE OF ISRAEL, Uh, HOSPITALS THAT ARE NOW caring FOR THE THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE WOUNDED uh, ISRAELI CIVILIANS THAT WERE SHOT, uh, THAT WERE HIT WITH ROCKETS, THAT WERE BEATEN uh, BY THE the PALESTINIANS THAT HAD COME IN TO ISRAEL. AND SOME OF THE VIDEO OF THE PALESTINIANS INSIDE ISRAEL IS SOMETHING THAT WAS UNTHINKABLE uh, AT ANY TIME. Uh, in the past 50 years, since Israel was last invaded by a major force of Palestinian militants uh, breaching the border fence, making their way into Israel, uh, as you can see here, destroying Israeli tanks and then kidnapping Israeli soldiers and pulling them out uh, of the tanks. So these are images unlike anything we have seen, uh, and now they're parading the hostages through Gaza.
17: Thank you for watching. Go to newsnationnow.com to find NewsNation on your television provider. And don't forget to click the red subscribe button below to get more of NewsNation's fact-driven, unbiased coverage.
18: Palestinian Islamist group Hamas rampaged through Israeli towns on Saturday, killing and capturing scores of civilians and soldiers in their biggest surprise attack in decades. The group distributed these videos Saturday from inside an Israeli military camp near the border of Gaza. Reuters couldn't immediately verify the videos, which display what is said to be bodies of Israeli soldiers brought into Gaza by fighters. Israel then responded with massive airstrikes deep inside the coastal enclave that led to the collapse of buildings and vowed unprecedented retaliation. During a security cabinet meeting, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, Since this morning, the state of Israel has been at war. Our first objective is to clear out enemy forces that infiltrated and restore the security and quiet to the communities that have been attacked. The second objective, at the same time, is to exact an immense price from the enemy within the Gaza Strip too." Hamas leader Ismail Haniyeh said the assault that had begun in Gaza would spread to the West Bank and Jerusalem. This was the morning of defeat and humiliation upon our enemy, its soldiers, and its settlers, he said, adding, What happened reveals the greatness of our preparation. What happened today reveals the weakness of the enemy. In southern Israel near Gaza, bullet holes filled the windshield of a car as bodies were found nearby. While rockets lit up the night sky as fighting progressed into the night, Hamas said it fired 150 of them toward Tel Aviv in retaliation for the Israeli strike that took down a building.
19: I no place the yes yes yes
0: yes
1: yes no
11: No rivalen, <tiendo> no yo yo ríe malé,
6: Yo
11: Fuck Eh mashkara po Eh mashkara po Eh mashkara po
13: No Yo Yo Yo
11: בוא
5: בוא 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 בוא
12: בוא
5: בוא 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 בוא
16: בוא בוא
6: So um, I think it's fair to say this is not the same thing. Israeli launching attacks back on military things that accidentally kill civilians is very different than literally going after civilians. Old people parachuting into fucking towns with the sole intent of going door to door and killing people. I mean, this is why we have ARs. This is why we, people that believe in two A, believe in it. It's not because we want to kill kids or uh, my my AR is in the safe, and the ammo's secure. Nobody's gonna take my gun and go start shooting motherfuckers. I'm just saying this. This is fucking horrible, and to equate the two to say that what Israelis doing validates going and killing grandmas. little kids gotta say not the same thing it's not the same thing so more to follow next podcast on this the final it's all it's horrible it, it's just horrible this those are just all dead people now we get into hypocrisy 101 and Craska king Why hasn't Greg Abbott mentioned the fact that it was the Biden administration who's building this call? Is it because it would destroy the open border? The Biden administration waived 26 federal laws of South Texas to all of a sudden change his whole fucking thing and build walls. The people that say we don't build walls, the walls are racist, they're xenophobic, walls are evil, wall, 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 wall are now about building walls.
20: Can you be specific about what you did to try to reappropriate those border funds, especially when Democrats controlled both chambers of Congress?
5: the wall thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, they passed. Well, I was told that I had no choice, that, I, you know, Congress passes... Legislation to build something, whether it's an aircraft carrier, a wall, or provide for a tax cut, I can't say I don't like it. I'm not going to do it if it hadn't been vetoed. If it's a law, that you
20: tried to reappropriate the funds, so yeah, if I we mean- tried
5: to ask the Congress to consider changing the law to reappropriate. Say, don't use it for other purposes. Give me more border agents. Give me more. Uh, technical capabilities to detect fentanyl and the like. That's what I wanted to
21: do. Mr. Mr. President, you started your remarks here.
22: I want to address today's reporting relating to a border wall and be absolutely clear. There is no new administration policy with respect to the border wall. Allow me to repeat that. There is no new administration policy with respect to the border wall. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position, and our position has never wavered. The language in the Federal Register notice is being taken out of context, and it does not signify any change in policy whatsoever.
6: Are you fucking shitting me? You fucking people. You fucking people, you, no, 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 no. Here, I mean, you know, here's Nicole Wallace. We don't amplify dangerous Trump content because he's Hitler. So by saying that, isn't Biden
17: Hitler now? In this program, we try are hardest not to ever amplify his most dangerous comments. But we're gonna play them for you here today right now because we believe you should hear the comments from the man himself.
18: Nobody has any idea where these people are coming from and we know they come from prisons, we know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums, we know they're terrorists. Nobody has ever seen anything like we're witnessing right now. It is a very sad thing for our country Uh, it's poisoning the blood of our country?
17: It's poisoning the blood of our country. (sighs) So much to say, right? But what makes these comments even more dangerous is the fact that Trump's rhetoric and his ideas, we know by now what happens to them. They seep into the fabric of a large swath of our country, largely people who identify as Republicans. Deeply dangerous, racist attack on migrants by an ex-president with a history of fomenting violence in America is where we start today. The CEO and national director of the Anti-Defamation League, Jonathan Greenblatt, is back. Jonathan, I want to start with you. I want to read you something that our friends over at Matto Blog have reported. This is from uh, Laura Baron-Lopez, a White House correspondent for PBS who told her viewers last night, quote, I checked with a historian, Ruth ben Bangayat, and she said that language that he's using echoes language used in Nazi propaganda by Adolf Hitler when Adolf Hitler actually said that Jewish people and migrants were, quote, causing a blood poisoning of Germany. Uh, your reaction to Trump's comments?
6: Well, in some ways it feels like there we go again, Nicole. I mean, to be frank, I don't know how much Donald Trump is a student of history, or if he even reads books and what's on his nightstand, but I do know, as the reporter said last night on PBS NewsHour, that the language that he used in that interview is the same. Or in- Yeah. <clears throat> Hitler. Joe Biden's Hitler now. Biden administration restarting direct deportations to Venezuela. So now we're just turning it off. People are asking, hey, AOC, what's up with this? Where, where are we? Are we on this still? Because that's... The amount of hypocrisy that is evident in all of this is so painful, it's kind of hard to even fathom. I mean, what about this? It's not about security. Same guy. Wall, a racist border wall is never an immigration policy solution. It was an anti-immigration tool. Will come out with a new statement about Joe Biden's racist wall. Now, now he hasn't come out with a statement. Then Glenn Greenwald comes at it. Uh, remember during Trump, but I know I just made a really weird sound. Um, how they even stage things to make it look worse, like you know, censing. Do we remember that stuff? Well, yeah. CNN, uh, Biden administration bypasses 26 federal laws. Absolutely amazing how dim immigration views and rhetoric radically changed the second large number of undocumented migrants arrived in blue cities. There's still been no melodramatic AOC with the white pictures that I won't put back up. Where is it? Where? Where is it? And, and I, I'm not... I'm not off what I just said last podcast because th- this is the reality right here. They, they did it to get votes. You can't say they didn't. That's what they did. And now in Minnesota, illegals are going to be able to vote. They'll be deciding our elections because that's how the left wants it to be. This 78-year-old guy, it went... Um, Viral. Here it goes. I'm 78 years old. I work most of my life. I pay my taxes. And now I'm 100% disabled, so I draw Social Security disability. This is supposed to provide for me. I get 1705 a month. I also get Medicare. Now I draw from other retirements. Is my other retirements? My question is, what in the hell are these criminal illegals doing, getting 2,200 a month of Medicare, and can it be stopped? And I ask the same question, you know, I'm sick, lost my damn job. I get my pension and I get my disability and that's all I get. I don't get free anything else. I just don't. So why, why do they? Why do Why do they get this stuff? They walk in the country. They don't speak the language. They post opposing countries' flags. I mean, but here, here's our jerk off of the week. Um, you know, it, it's it's what you'd expect. I I paired it off to just three different sound bites, but. It's obvious the left, you know, the, the media is just going to let this slide because it doesn't matter. I love politics, the media jet off of the
8: week.
4: In a stark reversal, President Biden is allowing the construction, his administration is allowing construction of a new section of the border wall in southern Texas. President Biden had strongly criticized Trump's border policy in 2020. He vowed to not build another foot of the wall if he were elected. But this administration has been struggling to deal with rising numbers of illegal border crossings, which they say makes this move necessary. And President Biden, he's been facing criticism from fellow Democrats in New York and Illinois to do more. Now, the department of Homeland Security is paving the way for this by waiving dozens of laws and using funds that Congress already approved in 2019 specifically for border wall construction. But this move, already facing criticism from some Democrats and from environmentalists who say this will be ineffective and
2: bulldozed through endangered habitats. It's turned out to that dramatic reversal in the border battle overnight. So, faced with a surge in illegal crossings, the Biden administration has announced it is waiving more than 2 two dozen federal laws to add on to the border wall in southern Texas.
10: This is a striking acknowledgment that changes are needed to stem the migrant influx at the southern border. The Department of Homeland Security waiving 26 federal laws, such as the Clean Air Act and the Safe Water Drinking Act, to allow border wall construction. This is a major reversal for President Biden, who, during the 2020 campaign, vowed that not another foot of wall would be constructed under his administration. The president also issued a proclamation in 2021 stating that building a massive wall that spans the entire southern border is not a serious policy solution. It's a waste of money that diverts attention from genuine threats to our homeland security. In a statement overnight, Customs and Border Protection says funds for this project were appropriated by Congress in 2019 The
4: president just told me that a border wall does not
23: work. If that's the case, why does his own Department of Homeland Security secretary say in a public notice, quote, there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers? The president
0: was very clear in saying, and also what you all have been reporting about, uh, about this, uh, uh, this construction, uh, so the facts are this, uh, this, uh, this is not new. But why now, for instance, these funds have been available since Biden took office? Why at the time? <clears throat> and the President actually spoke to this.
17: What specific law would the administration be breaking if funds appropriated for the border wall are not used? Especially because the funds are <clears throat> go unused all the time, and why not let it go? unused this time. Border
21: walls
14: ineffective. Why is the Homeland Security Secretary saying that it's necessary to prevent unlawful entries into the United States?
0: I have not seen that full, that full statement. He said in 2020
14: as a candidate, so after this law was passed in 2019, okay. that there will not be another wall constructed
18: in my administration. How can you say that he's not breaking that promise? He said that it's not new, but to be clear that this was posted on the Federal Register overnight on October yeah. 4th. So yeah. just to be clear about this, the president earlier today said that he was asked does the border wall work he said no but in this statement that was posted within the last 24 hours the department of homeland security secretary says there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States so who's right the statement from the DHS secretary overnight or the president's comments today saying they don't work? you have a disagreement with his Department of Homeland Security
0: I, What I can tell you, what the president, I, am, I, I want to tell you what the president said and what your colleague asked him. He said, no, he doesn't believe that I the border wall is speaking
7: a direct contradiction to what his own Homeland
0: Security Secretary says. I hear Security you. I, I hear you. I'm speaking for the president. Is it at all related to the funding request uh, for Ukraine that the administration has been pushing for, given what some House Republicans are saying, that they want border money right now? You've said many times that the president many times has asked Congress to cancel or shift these funds toward more effective uses at the border. How has he specifically done that? Has, it, has that been through formal budget or funding requests? When did that happen? So I don't have the exact timeline.
18: His DHS secretary previously said
24: uh, in 2021 he was against the border wall. Uh, as plenty of my colleagues have pointed out, he has recently said that there's you know an acute need. It seems that his secretary
21: has changed his mind. Will the president or has the president okay. inquired? Uh, what caused that pollution? As a candidate, President Biden didn't say
8: there will not be another foot of wall constructed that uh, except what was appropriated in twenty nineteen. He said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So something changed. What?
0: You want us to break the law. Is that what you want? You want us to not comply with the law? I'm not
8: uh, I'm but, I'm but
0: asking you want about, but you it, want us to not comply it. with the law. You want us to not be in administrations that follow the you guys rule of law. Do this
8: all the, time. the student loans, uh, the Student Loan Forgiveness Program, uh, you went to court to fight for that. If this is such a problem, building 20 miles of wall, why not just go to court?
0: We went to Congress. The Congress appropriates why the funding.
8: Why not Congress, fight them more?
0: Congress appropriates the funding. We asked them to not use that funding for that particular purpose. They denied it, and now we're complying with the law.
8: If you have to build a border wall, but you don't think that it's going to work, then once it's done, are you just going to tear it down?
0: I'm not getting into hypotheticals from here. I'm just telling you what I can tell you from here. The facts are that DHS is complying with the law. This is from fiscal year. This was under fiscal year 2019, under Republican uh, leadership, and DHS is required to do this. The president asked...
9: I had to read pretty far to
0: get to the point that I realized
9: Biden's hands are tied. Now, how I would have come out and handled that is, one, I'd put Biden on the mic right away. He's a real talk guy. Put him on the mic and say, we're not gonna take questions on this, but I gotta be straight with you. This is not my wall, this is Congress's wall. It was appropriated in 2019. I'd be literally committing a crime by disobeying this, and we have a lot of that already happening, so we're gonna go ahead and follow the law. But at that moment, they also could have said they made some environmental changes to it. They were gonna blow it up and he adds a Biden touch to it, which is a good thing. And then say, but at the end of the day, if you're mad, look at Congress. It didn't come out strong and I thought the messaging looked weak and it was confusing. Well, and me, that's how they keep winning me, on it.
20: Look, part of the reason that the messaging is bad, uh, I think, from Democrats, and I agree with you that they could do a lot better in tooting their own horns, today, the job numbers came out. They are astounding. 330-something th- thousand more new jobs. And Democrats in Congress, a lot of them, instead of focusing on that and celebrating that, the accomplishments, are talking about... 20 miles of wall, so let me put it in context. Mm. The border with Mexico is 1,954 miles long. Right. This is a 20-mile segment, which makes it 1%, basically, of that border. Look, I think a lot of this is not about reality, I think it's about symbolism and perception. There is a problem. There's a perception in Latin America that this administration is more open to immigration, to undocumented immigration. I think they are trying to send a strong message, and it's not just with the wall. Yesterday they made some sort of deal. I don't know what it is. I want to hear what it is with Venezuela, with the dictator in Venezuela, Maduro, and they're going to start deporting Venezuelans yes. because the four countries that are sending the most immigrants are Haiti, which is a disaster, Nicaragua, a dictatorship, Cuba, a dictatorship, Venezuela, a dictatorship. The United States can't fix.
6: Which brings us into our Biden segment. Uh, you're going to have Biden just being Biden and I just how, how does anybody... Like idolize this guy. Jesus.
5: First of all, you just heard the news today, too. They haven't heard it. I think the people, those 300-plus thousand people who got jobs feel better about the economy. I Look, I got to choose my words here. You all are not the happiest people in the world, what you report. And I mean it sincerely. It gets a more a little, you get more legs when you're reporting something as negative. I don't mean, I don't mean you're picking on me, I'm mean just the nature of things. You turn on the television, And there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake, you know, to say, you know, it's about, you know, somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean, I I, I get it, but. If you just listen to what's going on around the world, there's reason for people to be concerned. There's reason for people to be concerned. What's going on with in Russia? There's reason to be concerned about what's going on in other parts of the world. I think that the American people are smart as hell and know what their interests are. I think they know they're better off financially than they were before. It's a fact, and all the all that data, all that polling stuff. Mr. President, you started your
2: remarks here today by saying it was good news today with the economic report. Why do you think most people still don't feel positive or feel good news about the economy?
5: Well, first of all, you just heard the news today, too. They haven't heard it. I think the people, those 300 plus thousand people who got jobs feel better about the economy. I'd, look, I got to choose my words here. You all are not the happiest people in the world. What's your report? And I mean it sincerely. It gets a more a little. You get more legs when you report reporting something that's negative. I don't mean. I don't mean you're picking on me. I'm mean just the nature of things. You turn on the television, and there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake. You know, to say you know it's about you know somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean, I I, I get it, but if you just
6: listen to what's going on around the world. They are so freaking snarky. Um, They just don't know American. I mean, the whole comment, you all are not the happiest people about what you report. It's their fault. Why do you think people still don't feel positive about the news? You turn on the television, it's all negative. It's because you don't grocery shop, Mr. President. And then there's student loan. They're still rolling this out. It's not true. It's not forgiveness. Somebody else is paying for it. They go after that he had a PPP loan. How many Dems had PPP loans? Quite a few. Then we get the jobs report. And once again, it's never really covered in the media unless you're Republican. And once again, I'm not a Republican. I hate the Republicans. But Republicans, you hit this. Every job they've come out with has receded. It's not true. Hell, I've been looking. There's not a lot of jobs out there. But it's Subtle. Then we get into this. The Commander Biden story is more than just a dog bite, man, multiple people story. It's a perfect encapsulation of the Biden administration and multiple failures. Back when he was running for president, there was a theme. Biden is a decent man. He even loves dogs. This was a contrast to the orange man bad who does not love dogs. But upon further examination, Biden loves for dogs does not extend to the point of training them well. And another lip service rather than principled stance policy, if you really love dogs, you take the time to teach them not to bite people. I don't think Biden actually loves dogs. I think he loves the thought of them. He loves the perception. The same as he said about American LGBTQ and immigrants. He doesn't actually care. He just wants to make you think he does. It's not about the dogs, their well-being or their unconditional love. It's all about him explains why I won't pass the blame and then spend three years blaming Orange Man bad and Republicans. It's a lot of talk for very little action. Meanwhile, people are being bitten and ripped by his policy. He's not actually a decent man. He's inappropriate with women and children. has a history of racist remarks and is using power of the federal government to punish his enemies. It's time to declare Joe Biden an unfit dog owner. And right on the heels of that, the two German shepherds belonging to President Joe Biden and the First Lady Jill Biden returned to Biden family home in Delaware last week, found aggressive behavior. Just wasn't Major Biden, it was other ones biting people. It says everything you need to know about somebody. This thing, meet Tyler Cherry, one of the radical leftists in Biden men. Tyler's a principal deputy communication director for Secretary of Interior. Police equals slaves. Abolish ICE. None of these people are good at anything. They just fit in a nice block. James Woods back on Twitter. Now that virtually every vaccinated person has contracted the engineered COVID-19 virus, the jig is pretty much up on an election interference scam. COVID is done. Just yesterday, the Biden gang tested our emergency broadcast system. What's the new gambit going to be? And he is so fucking right. So, a great way to prove um, about Biden was, I think I played it. Let me double check. Yeah. It was the last soundbite you heard. This is CBS. Now, I'm going to read this, and it is fucking uncourageable. It's just uncourageable. Popular drugs used to suppress appetites, such as Ozempic and Wegovy, might be causing an economic impact on some large retailers, who say that people are buying less food at the grocery store, impacting their bottom line. You're going to say people aren't buying groceries because they're taking fat pills? That's what you're going with. That's your defense of the Biden economy. That sucks. It just sucks. His policies have made things worse. I'm looking objectively as a liberal. It doesn't help anybody. That's not a liberal, sorry. It, It just doesn't help. I'm not saying Trump was better. None of these guys really fix things. They set the table for the next election. So they throw out little bones to the base. If it's right, it's build a wall. Fuck those immigrants. If it's left, Free shit for everybody. Doesn't fix anything. Because if you fixed it, what are you going to fundraise on? What are you going to get your next election? How are you going to demonize people? This lady's an African American. She's super woke. She's ESPN. Interviewing Biden the saddest thing as he couldn't finish his sentences. She's done. Full quote, interviewing Biden was the saddest thing because he seemed confused and could finish his sentence. He struggled, Steele said of the oldest president in U.S. history, who trailed off on topics. So forget about politics. I don't care. I didn't vote for him, Steele told Bill Maher in his Club Ransom podcast, admitting she thinks Biden is a terrible president. However, that made me sad, she said in his apparent confusion. The human aspect of what we're witnessing right now, to me, is heartbreaking, he said of the now 80-year-old president facing escalating pressure. You know, as an old person, I liken it to Taylor Swift. Watching what happens to Taylor Swift's life and she tries to have a normal life, she can't. She dates Vanilla Ice Part 2. It's everywhere. I mean, that's a horrible life. How do you have a relationship when you have people up your ass with a flashlight? That's the same feeling I feel when I look at Biden it's just mean it's sad he's really old and i understand he was the best they had they didn't want trump they think trump's an existential threat they believe that because they've said it so much that they believe it but watching him fall apart that's cruel all because people want power he should be retired he's 80 for fuck's sake i'm 56 tomorrow there are days it's hard to get out of bed because the military, my body hurts and I walk every day. I mean, it's not like I'm not, I'm not living a sedentary life. I'm the skinniest I've ever been. My blood is the best it's ever been. My heart health is the best it's ever been. My blood pressure's low. I don't use a CPAP. I just can't eat anything. That kind of sucks. But I couldn't do the job of president right now. I just couldn't. Physically I couldn't do it. I'm on medicine that I fall asleep at eight o'clock every fucking night. I know my limits. You know, people say I, I degradate myself too much, but it's I'm a realist. I'm a middle aged doppelganger, gidiff. A grandpa you don't want to fuck. I'm bald, I'm not attractive. I'm an old man now. That's who I am. I don't feel sorry for myself. This is the course of life. You get old. You get ugly. You get wrinkly. It is what it is. But I know that. I know I'm not that guy anymore. I don't walk in a room and nobody gets intimidated when I used to. But those days are gone. And I act accordingly. With Biden, we're trying to act like he's Joe Biden from the VP. and He's not. As I've said numerous times on this show, something happened to him. Something happened medically during that time in the basement and they covered it up to win an election. He's never been the same, he even lost hair. So it was serious, stroke maybe, who knows, got COVID and it really fucked him up, look at me, not judging, I was faxed, I got it, I'm fucked up. Something happened. It wasn't good. And they've been covering it up ever since. So, last soundbite. Going to go straight into a cool video of the Blue Angels doing The Rock. It's so fucking cool. But before then, we're going to play uh, Poor. A lot of Aminpur today. Guess insults GOP Senator. How dare a black man have disdain for LBJ. And straight into our six to nine round burst.
25: And if you think about mm. the long story of history, why is this happening, right? This is fundamentally, Christiane, about the things that I write about in my book, The Sum of Us, which is that we are in a contest about whether a multiracial democracy can truly thrive in America. Right. Because these far-right legislators represent an older, whiter, more conservative, uh, Minority of the population, and they are seeing a uh, an overwhelming shift in the country to a more multiracial, uh, younger electorate that wants basic things out of the government that have not been able to be achieved, like universal child care, truly guaranteed affordable health care, um, the kinds of the student debt cancellation that you know res- you know is able to survive a Supreme Court uh, case. These are the kinds of, this agenda, this sort of agenda to address basic human needs, to address inequality and climate change, has been stalled by a shrinking radical minority.
6: All right, this one, man, the commandant of the uh, the Marine Corps is just on his fucking A game. He sees the threat. We'll see by the end of this. Millie sure the fuck doesn't. U.S. Army shrinks to the smallest size since World War II as it struggles to find recruit, and that is 15,000. That's a division short. When I went to war, I was missing one squad. Right now, you'd be missing two squads. You don't have full infantry platoons. You can't fight wars that way. Army, or SFAB, is going to be using uh, SpaceX Star Shield. So that'll be interesting to see how that works in a combat. This is a sad story. Um, During Black Hawk Down, a platoon from 187, I fought with them in the same company. I fought with them in uh, Operation Anaconda. They were on... LZ-3 uh, and got fucked up. <clears throat> and they got pulled out really quick during Black Hawk Down and never got awarded Silver Stars or anything. So they brought... It, it's just an incredibly cool picture, which I forgot to snap, so I'm going to grab grab it right now. Um, they brought them back to the Battalion Quad and... Gave them their silver stars like a long time late. Uh, and I got to see which what, which one is this. Sorry. Um, fuck, Tony. You're just fucking up by the numbers. By the numbers in cadence uh, 12. 12. Here they are. Old timers. Getting brought back to get their uh, long overdue CIBs because it's an award that goes to companies. It doesn't go to individuals. So somehow, you know, once they came back, nobody ever put in the paperwork. So that kind of sucks a lot and is bullshitty, da. Which brings us to our last thing. Um, well, I want to cover one thing. They're going to change VA, and from what I'm reading, it ain't good. It could cost people their health care by saying, okay, you can go out and do whatever. And these uh, these authors, I'm going to tell you right now, they're doing it in a way it's gonna fuck people. So be careful if you're a vet with these new, you can take your VA anywhere things. What they're trying to do is get us off the base, get us out of federal things and make us start paying more because it's the most expensive part of every institution is the healthcare. So even though you may have VA for free, like I could, I have you know 80, 80% dis- disabled, I could have free VA. I don't use it, I use my TRICARE and I pay a premium. They're always trying to kick us off TRICARE Prime because it overburdens the system. and They don't want us there. So just be careful. That was the last article. So General Milley was asked, basically, about Biden. Uh, recent 60, uh, the President's age, along with that of former President Donald Trump, have become point of concern. So they asked him about it. And... Uh, I'll just say that Brit Hume, so who do you believe, the general your lying eyes, other, the U.S. media have absolutely eclipsed anything Pravda could have done. Not this yes man, especially after successful Afghanistan withdrawal. This is Milley. This is his response to that question.
24: President Joe Biden has been portrayed by his political opponents and even some of his allies as too old to be president. I'm not asking for your political opinion here, but how does he seem to you?
16: Look, uh, I'm not going to comment. I didn't comment on the former president's uh, mental health, physical health, and and, and I'm not going to comment on the current president's mental health or physical health. I think that's highly inappropriate for the uh, senior officer of the United States military to to do that. I would just tell you that uh, I meet frequently with the president, um, and every single time I meet with him, um, he, he is just fine. How people interpret that is up to them, but uh, I, I engage with him frequently and, and alert, sound, uh, does his homework, reads the papers, uh, re- reads all the read ahead material, uh, and is very, very engaging in, in uh, uh, issues of very serious matters of war and peace and life and death. So. If the American people are worried about an individual um, who who is you know someone who's making decisions of war and peace and uh, has access to you know makes the decisions of nuclear weapons and that sort of thing, uh, I think they can rest easy.
6: He's an embarrassment to the uniform, an embarrassment to the uniform. He is a liberal. He's not a soldier. Soldiers don't answer that question. Soldiers don't answer that question. It's not his place to fucking say what the president is or isn't. Either president. You serve the commander-in-chief. It doesn't matter if he's a douche nozzle. I served Clinton. He was chucking officers enlisted out for adultery, and he was getting blowjobs off an intern and lying about it. Not my place. None my business. Couldn't say a thing. They put people out of the army for it. For saying it relieved officers of command the whole line job. You can't say that shit. So, to our woke for the day. It's going to be short. We're going to start straight off with D'Angelo once again running her cock trap. If I was black, I'd be just like, shut up, whitey. I'm sorry. What is this white? I thought white women were the end-all, be-all of everything evil on the goddamn planet, but this one's a millionaire talking about what black people need. And then ESPN, literally on a subject about these athletic contracts now they're getting paid now but they athletes are the new slaves yeah yeah they said it
4: whether joe biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left the dividing line in america is no longer between right or left the choice is between normal
3: or crazy
2: yeah well first let me just say i think all white people's households are racist because we're in a racist society so so i don't actually think i'm any less or more (laughs) racist than anyone else and that includes donald trump right like there's nothing that comes out of his mouth that he's not speaking a foreign language i recognize what he says Uh, I was raised in the same culture. There's a difference between us and that he amplifies and embraces and I seek to challenge and interrupt, but uh, it's not useful for me to point my finger at him and then exempt myself.
25: It's almost like the contracts, you know, are the new slave chains, right? So you know, you have to sign this contract and sign this document and sign this document. It's like you're binded to this. And then if you break that, that's your livelihood, that's your life. So we the new slaves athletes are literally the new slaves because we need this our families our friends depend on this contract to eat
6: yeah. all right <clears throat> that's that's good stuff that's good stuff here's NBC a Maryland woman knew her ancestors had risen from slavery in middle Tennessee what you didn't know a direct descendant of the people who enslaved her ancestors is US person. and they're bad they're just bad people so they ran a full page, huge Lacresa Johnson Flash, Representative Brett Guthrie of Kentucky, or his contemporary relatives. Yeah. Okay. Then we have this beautiful nugget from one underscore the gay guy who hates cis people. And that racist that still has a show on MSDNC, they're just, they don't like that Twitter is no longer their personal playground, that they can just prosecute everybody for
25: things they think they said they said. Give us the explanation. Why did Musk destroy Twitter?
24: So there are a lot of reasons he destroyed Twitter, uh, but the way in which he did it might be tied to this guy named Darren Beatty. Darren Beatty is a former Trump speechwriter. like you said. He used to write speeches for guys like Stephen Miller in the Trump White House. But he was fired for speaking at a conference alongside a white nationalist who runs a website called VDare and uh, a blog that said, basically, here is the game plan, the war plan, as we call it, within uh, this story for taking down Twitter. Um, And here's what you do if you were to do that, Elon Musk. Uh, First of all, you would blame all all the users for all the problems on the platform, blame all the, what he called the blue checks, the old, you know, blame all the journalists for it. Uh, Then once people start to flee, uh, once you let on all the, what he calls right-wingers, but really the far right back in the platform, blame the ADL. Now, uh, the interesting part about this is that this was texted to him, this game plan, 10 days before Elon bought the website. Um, This is in a series of texts that were um, revealed in a lawsuit from when Twitter tried to force Elon to go through with the purchase of the site. So we're sort of at that end point now. Pretty much everything that happens within uh, that text, and within um, that battle plan, which he says would amount to the declaration of war against the globalist American empire, by the way. Uh, all of that stuff has already happened. Now we're sort of at the end of that article. What he does to try and- to rebuild this thing has no value at this point, really, uh, is sort of uh, anybody's guess.
6: Okay, Democrat activist is nervous that new Florida law, which gives the option of the death penalty for child rapist, would affect the LGBTQ community, and it's not just a few people. I am
4: Eloise. I am six. Tonight, the state of Tennessee has its first openly transgender lawmaker. Olivia Hill is a member of Nashville's Metro Council. She's also a Navy veteran who served in combat during Desert Storm and is an advocate for the LGBTQ plus community. And the council member at large, Olivia Hill, joins us now here on The Source. Council member, this is a historic day for you. I know this is a really big moment. You are now the first transgender elected official in, in Tennessee. One of the pitches that you made to voters was that you were, quote, a qualified human. Tell me what drove that.
22: Well, you know, I tried really hard to just work off of my uh, my experience and my resume for a right to sit at the table. Uh, I knew that trying to run as a trans woman would would not win voters, and I and I just ran for uh, my experience. And what
4: did you hear from voters when you were out on the campaign trail?
22: You know. Uh, the thing that I shared with most with folks is, is people understand Nashville traffic and people understand how <laughs> Nashville traffic has slowed down. But the thing is, is all the utilities have seen the same traffic. So power, water, storm drains have all seen the same traffic and they've all slowed down and that's my expertise. So uh, I served 10 years in the Navy where I, uh, and then uh, almost three decades at Vanderbilt University running the power plant.
4: Yeah, they say all politics is local, of course. One thing that people, of course, will look for when you're in this role and what this means is is a bigger national picture, though, of course, is more than 220 laws have been introduced this year, uh, Most, a lot of them specifically targeting transgender people. How do you plan to use your voice when it comes to that issue specifically?
22: Well, I I really try to kind of separate that. I I have a job to do uh, in Nashville and to work on infrastructure, utilities, and transit, uh, and I plan to work very hard on that. I retired a couple years ago, and I I plan to spend most of my effort on that. But I also will spend some time to try to advocate for for LGBT rights, especially T.
4: Yeah, you mentioned that you have been through a lot and that you lost a lot of friends some contact with family members, your job.
21: Hi, so there have been some interesting bills coming out of Florida this week, such as the multiple proposals that would allow the death penalty for anyone who sexually batters a child under the age of 12, which was approved unanimously, or the vote to allow the death penalty on a split jury. Out of the 27 states that allow the death penalty, Florida is now one of four that allows it based on a split jury. Now you might be thinking, you know, people who harm children deserve the worst penalties in the world and sure but i want us to think about how we keep having these scares focused around minorities about how we are going to harm the children we are going to be predators we are going to be etc giving the government the right to murder just means they have to redefine who deserves murder before you are on that list before we are on that list
23: I don't think that is as bad as it's going to get in the state of Florida or possibly red states in general for trans people. I think that this is the ultimate goal. Yes, he wants to deter as many gay and trans people from the state of Florida as possible, but those who do not leave at their own free will, well, what's gonna happen if you refuse to leave a bathroom? They're already calling the communities trans and gay they're already calling them groomers that's the next step well they didn't leave the bathroom because they're obviously going to do something with my child and if they think that you're a pedophile or a groomer or a sex offender it's legalized genocide
6: oh and i forgot that caitlin collins that's a transgender person that was on regular tv and yeah We wonder why. it's Everything that comes out is a lie. It's just all a fucking lie. The notes say gay bill, a lie. It's all lies. And then when they actually pass laws that say you can abort a baby up until birth like Virginia did, and the governor of said state says, yeah, we'll let the baby just sit there and be comfortable, and you say, hey, that's kind of heinous. I mean, I'm pro-choice. Don't give a fuck, but that's kind of heinous you're the bigot you're the piece of shit somehow you're a racist because it was a black person because they said it was a black person which to me is fucking racist why would you say that but anyway this is really scary a parent alleges that her kids elementary school has implemented policies to hide a student's gender transition for parents and bathroom policies based on gender identity are not updating parents about these policies and it's a Lompoc neighborhood watch and are we surprised? no the the thing I played on this show that was one hundred percent right is we're coming for your kids. That gay choir out of San Francisco. They they admit it when you actually get them. They yeah. Because we felt that people treated us inappropriately, which I doubt because I was born and raised in Oregon. We had gay people all over the fucking place. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody called anybody a faggot or any. Nobody cared. And then I served in the army and had gay guys that you knew they were gay. We didn't give a fuck. Before it was Don't Ask Don't Tell. And then all the people that got out for Don't Ask Don't Tell were guys that wanted to get the fuck out, and they said they usually were straight people and they had a financial problem and they could get a better job. I remember like three or four cases like that. Guy walking in the company command and go, I suck dick and I will suck dick forever. Their words. So they could get kicked out. But nobody kicked people out. Went into combat with machine gunner, was a bad motherfucker. We knew he was gay. I don't fucking care. Nobody cared. People just don't care. What has always been construed about the military and everything is because we say faggot a lot. Faggot, when I was a kid, was not gay. Faggot was a term of endearment. I never knew it was gay. Really. I mean, I, it was just something we always said. It was like a Korea. I said buckethead one time and got in trouble. But I didn't get in trouble because I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know that was for an Asian person. I just said buckethead all the time as a kid. I mean, you had a bucket on your head. You're stupid. Roanoke College Women's Swimming Team is calling NCAA to protect women's spaces. They had a guy, and they ain't have it anymore. I play some of it, but it's undownloadable. Scott Smith, father of a sex assault victim at a high school in Loudoun County, Virginia, just filed a Title IX lawsuit in federal court against the Board of Education in Loudoun County because this shit isn't stopping. I'm telling you, if I was there, I would literally... Just move my fucking kids. And the reason why it's just not that case. Here are parents in the Virginia school board. Look how they treat them. They don't want you to speak. They don't give a fuck what you think. It's all about the agenda. All right, next one. Green. Nope, that's bodies. Sorry. Green. 115 bodies at a green funeral home where they don't use any embalming fluid and they just didn't do anything with them. Hmm. AOC, climate emergency. God, how do these get in there? Sorry, folks. There we go. Surprising, astounding, staggering, unnerving, bewildering. Oh, my God. We're at the end of days. Now do the same across history and see for yourself. I'm telling you, I, understand, I am not a climate denialist. It happens. It's happening. I, I drove from Sacramento. I sat on the show a bunch of people. You just stumbled across the show. I drove from Sacramento to Portland where I was born. I didn't even recognize it. It looks like a prairie. And it was always trees. Part of it is you know, deforestation. They just took too many trees out. And they didn't replant correctly, and it looks like shit. But the climate's changed. They have ACs out there, and we get more cold now. But that's what the planet does. The problem with the green... Well, here's the Interior Secretary getting asked a real question. She can't even answer it.
19: So, Madam Secretary, is it your policy that critical minerals should be sourced from countries that are stewards of the environment, like the U.S. and our allies, or sourced from Russia and China that don't share our same values?
1: Congressman, what I'll say is the President is committed to- Pretty much a yes and no. It's your policy, Madam. um, Our policy is to um, work to make sure we have the best-
19: um, I'll take that as a maybe. So, are you aware that China produces more emissions than any other, co- in any other country in the planet?
1: I have probably read that somewhere.
19: Are you also aware that China produces 90% of the world's plastic from four rivers?
1: I will take that as, as.
19: Have you also? You also are aware that China is the biggest offender on illegal fishing?
1: Thank you, Chair.
19: Have you read the Department of Interior report on critical minerals dated December 17?
1: December 17th of 2021? Uh, 2017. 2017. I have not read that full report from 2017.
19: Are you aware that China controls by proxy production, the supply chain of critical minerals that are critical to both the EV world and defense?
1: Thank you for that information.
19: Are you aware by multiple studies that in order to satisfy the present requirements of EV and critical minerals the defense, it would take an increase of 2,000% of mining for 20 years? Are you aware of that?
1: Thank you for the information, Congressman.
19: Are you also aware that northern Minnesota, is home to those critical minerals that are necessary for EV and our defense department.
1: I think there are critical minerals are across our country. Yes.
19: Did you, before you put a moratorium, did you identify and fast track those sources of critical minerals that you just mentioned?
1: Are you talking about in Minnesota and the boundary bottom?
19: You had mentioned that there's other places within the United States. That also hold critical minerals that are required for the country. Did you identify those and have you fast tracked the production or permitting? We are. Or identification?
1: Th- in Minnesota, particularly?
19: Across our country, can you pick any place that you've identified for an alternative to critical minerals, to fast track so we're not vulnerable to China and Russia for our very critical economy, both in defense and EV?
1: We are working currently on identifying those critical minerals. That is um, uh, with the US Geological Survey. And of course, we- But you would
19: identify. And you would agree that not having the critical minerals identified and produced in this country would present a security problem and prevent us from moving ahead on multiple issues and we're vulnerable to China for very critical components of our economy. Would you agree?
1: Um, Congressman, I know that energy independence is a priority of President Biden.
6: You know, people say, well, there's a gotcha, or you're just playing games, you're deflecting blame, blah, blah, blah. No country on the planet has done more than we have for standards and things, because it went universal. Just fuel standards and carbon dioxide and catalytic converters that people are now stealing. Um, You know... Here, here's here's the problem. This is the problem with pretty much everything. I didn't see this um, so I'm going to play this because this is uh this, this is it. This, this is the problem with everything HUD2. Everything that goes on with these people um, are these two videos because now there's another one. here we go oh my god so I'm going to play this is the real reason that we have issues with this administration and being legit you know just being 100% realistic about what we need to do to protect the planet but also not destroy the, the economy or fucking make it so that people can, can live you know, they got to be able to live. They, they can't afford the car or they can't use the car because the car that you are proposing. It's expensive. It's $60,000. And then on top of that, I have to put a $2,000 charge on my house. On top of that, my electricity bill already went up because Biden's killing coal fired electricity, even with scrubbers. So, I mean, it, you just keep doing this shit. But here's an anti-oil person talking and then you'll have a pause and Secretary Halad, instead of being realistic and looking on how to utilize things and declutter our forest, we don't have forest fires all the things that her job's really important about, she's more about land acknowledgement and hanging out with uh, smokey the bear, gay dude, trans what well, I don't I don't remember what this person was.
17: How worse does it have to get? How many kids have to die? How many more young people have to do this stuff? I don't know what else to say, Anna. Why aren't you on the streets with us? That's all I can say. How do you explain your inaction? How do you explain it? Everyone here, all the presenters that we talk to, how do you explain your inaction? How much longer are you gonna keep this journalistic objectivity up until the water's lapping at your ankles, until your own kids haven't got food? How long? And and for Just Off Oil, what's next? Will you continue to to disrupt events or what's the the plan? Because it's morally wrong to not take the action that we know from history has got some chance of having an effect. People feel powerless. We are the opposite. When we come together, we have enormous power. There are so many more of us than there are of them.
1: Patty, I am so excited to be here with you at Stonewall, the National Monument with these beautiful flags behind us. Tell me, in your own words, why places like this, like Stonewall, are so important to telling America's story?
3: Mm, That's a great question. I think it's because queer rights are more under attack than ever. And I think if we don't acknowledge the past, we're bound to repeat it. So, at a place like Stonewall, this beautiful place, It's a place where so much discrimination and hatred occurred against the queer community, but it's also a place where resistance and queer joy and queer liberation happened.
6: That's the problem. Too busy being fucking woke. So woke that you're just not good at your goddamn job. So. Go to our lighter fare. It's not really a funny thing. This is a BLM movement. Watch white lefty men learn they're really not allies in this short little video. And we'll close this bitch
1: out.
3: We're on your side.
6: We're on your fucking side. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, you're not really down. Hold on. <sighs> Thank God it's out of my face. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Share with your family and friends. Go to FOP fly over politic with a k on soundcloud almost fucked up uh rumble 482467 and foppodcast at gmail.com we will go with the next show on the 12th 12 october year of our lord 2023 until then disconnect from all your devices don't give the yeah yes and i thank you all for watching
14: every death is a tragedy y'all it's seven lives